the theme for this year is kingdom. And as we explore this concept, the big idea is that, that we have a king that we submit our lives to. You know, and, uh, and, and the king, his name is Jesus. And I think that a lot of times we have this language for who God is, who Jesus is, and yet there still seems to be this, this disturbing distance between our Father and us. And, um, and a lot of us, we don't even know what, it, what it's like to really say I'm relying on Jesus. Jesus is with me. And, 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 and many others of us, we go through seasons where he's real close, and then we'll, we'll go to seasons where we like we feel like we're by ourselves. And I just want to say, man, the king wants to be with you. Jesus wants you to be invited to walk and do life with you. And he's not just someone that we call upon when we need something. You know, my car broke down. Jesus, can you help me? My bills aren't paid. Jesus, can you help me? My wife doesn't agree with me. Can you change her? My, uh, my children are, are nuts. Can you deal with them? And a lot of times in our culture, we just, you know, we, and we talk about this here all the time. And unfortunately, it's like, it's so true and it's so sad that we only call upon Jesus when we need him. And I think the lie behind this is that we are not aware that we need him every single moment of our lives. And he is here if he's invited to walk with you. And I can share about my stories about how Jesus shows up, how his presence is real, how he directs conversation, how he you know, gives insight and revelation into people's situations or, or, or whenever you need to speak or to say something, the words just come out and you don't know where they come from. You know, I can tell you about my experiences and, and you can applaud those and you can be like, wow, you're, that's so amazing, you're such a man of God. And Jesus is looking sad at you because he's like, yeah, what's the, what's the difference? There's no difference between you and I. And Jesus is the same for all people, but his power and his voice in our lives is determined not by getting more of Jesus, but having him occupy more of the space. Because right now in our lives, we're occupying space that Jesus wants to occupy. And so he just doesn't want a room in our house. He wants our whole house. He doesn't just want us to come to him when we need something. He wants us to come to him when we have everything. He doesn't want us to come when we have problems. He wants us to come to him uh, whenever we're rejoicing and celebrating. And you know what? If nothing has happened in your life, he still just wants to be there. His presence just wants to be there with you. You know, there's, there's loneliness is so, it's so horrible and it's so un, it's unnecessary in our, in our environment because we have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus who will never leave us. And we have so many Facebook friends and yet there's so many people who are lonely. Like, so many people who are lonely, and Jesus is like, you don't have to be. You realistically don't have to be lonely. You don't have to be alone. And so this is why in our church and in our lives, I made it into all my practice at home, is just to always invite Jesus into your day. You know, when you wake up, it's like, Jesus, thank you for allowing me to wake up. Jesus, I invite you to be with me, whether I feel your presence or not. But it's nice when I feel your presence, right? It's nice when I'm just like, wow, oh, like, like, like you can sense that there's something supernatural, something beyond just, just you, you know. But you're just inviting him into the day, you know. Give me wisdom in the decisions that I'm getting ready to make. Jesus, give me wisdom. Give me understanding into what's going to happen today. I don't know what's going to happen today, but I pray that you lead me, that you guide me. 
I don't know what's going to unfold, but you, you give me the, give me the, prepare me to deal with whatever today offers. Like, watch over my mouth, watch over my hands, watch over my feet, watch over my eyes, what I see, what I consume. You know, let me walk my life today in line and in step with, with you. Like, this is prayer. This is prayer. This is inviting Jesus into, into your every single day life. Some of you are lifting weights and CrossFit and gym. Hey, Jesus, let me pick up more than I've ever picked up before. You know, um, give me the, you know, give me the willpower to continue to watch what I eat and exercise and, 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 and maintain this body that you have given to me. It's a gift for me. And when I die, then the body, you know, I just, I'm not about to, but, um, uh, but, but, but the tangibility, the realness of who Jesus is, it's not something that we just read about and, 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 and just say, oh, Jesus is going to save you. It is far more real than anything that you can actually experience with this world because it touches you right over here. It kind of, it, it's not just, oh, I physically, tangibly feel the presence of Jesus, but your whole body is responding to the presence of its creator. Like, that is for real. Like, he created you, and he loves you and me. And, and we just, you know, my, that's my heart cry, is to just align our lives with Jesus. Invite him into every situation, into every success, into every failure. When you're studying for school, invite him into your study hall. When you go into a movie, invite him to be with you, so that those who are sitting around you are sensing something different in the environment, because you're there. That's the kingdom of God. We, we show up. And there's influence, and not like manipulation or control, but there's influence where people are like aware of what's going on. Like they're, they're aware that something has shifted, something has, has changed, you know? And um, so anyway, I'm gonna read a, a few things, and I, I personally, like we have these testimonies and stuff, and I, I, I love them because it just, like, it, it, it gives me the juice that I need, spiritually speaking, to just to hear how God is showing up in people's lives. It encourages me because it makes me realize that I'm not by myself, that I'm not in my little world that's unrealistic and I'm just like, you know, okay, you're just out there, out there. No, no, this is real. God is speaking to me, God's speaking to you, to you, to you. God's showing up, He's doing things in our lives. And I just think that we dismiss that far too easily. We dismiss that without thinking twice. Like the reality of God being with us, of Jesus being with us. I really believe that if we took that truth and made it actually applicable in our everyday life, that our life would change dramatically. Our life would change dramatically. So what I want to do, I'm, this is kind of the whole thing is that I'm not prepared this morning to some extent because we, we had an agenda and with this weather and not knowing, but we had flights and, and our whole power grid was like flickering all morning and so we were just kind of like re refocus some of our attention this morning um, and just I wasn't even going to say anything but I feel like guys would direct me to just read a few verses and just just mention a few things about these verses and then invite people to come and just share what God is doing and before I do that uh, real fast I just want to also with announcements announce that um, we're starting to have prayer here at, at our church corporate prayer we used to have it on Wednesday mornings 
And now we're actually changing that, and um, every single Sunday at 9 a.m., we're going to have prayer here. So the band's going to be here, they're going to be rehearsing, production things going to be happening here. So if you, if you want to come and pray and be part of it, um, every Sunday at 9 o'clock, there'll be a team of people here. And sometimes maybe you need somebody to come and pray for you specifically, and on a, on a regular experience, it may be a bit tough or, or hard, but you can come at 9 o'clock and be prayed for. And so I'd like to invite every single person. Um, if you have kids or no kids, just come as you are. It's just coming and showing up and, and really inviting Jesus to what uh, to our day and to what's happening here. So I just um, want to let you know that. Um, but real quickly, I, uh, I just want to see everybody. Hand. Who has something to share this morning? Just raise your hand so I can see. One, so I can know two, three, four, okay, five. So I'm gonna keep this real brief, but just um, those who raised their hands, um, uh, just be prepared to, to come up, all right? And just we'll have you come up on stage. But the, uh, and I wasn't planning to really read this, but I just feel like it's necessary. Just God's wanting to, sh to share with us something this morning. But this is in Psalm 23. And we're just going to be verse 1 through 6. Highlight a few things in, in, this, um, in this psalm. And it's a very familiar psalm. And it's not going to be a new screen unless they kind of really work it and get it up on the screen. But I'm just going to go ahead and start, and if it comes up, it comes up, and if you have your phones, you can, you can uh, follow along. But um, Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6, it's a very familiar passage, and I just want to kind of remind us, this whole concept of God being with us, like, like how would it look like knowing the information, but, it, but versus knowing the information and, 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 and comparing it to actually having that reality within our lives. So the, the first verse um, is, is basically says that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Um, knowing that the Lord is my shepherd versus actually having it flush out that the Lord is my shepherd, which basically means that the Lord is leading me. John 10, 14 says, says that Jesus is saying, I am a good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. This is like this dual relationship where it's not just, hey, Jesus, you're king, you're God, you know me, you love me. But with this, it requires not just Jesus knowing us and Jesus knowing that he's our shepherd, but the fact that it says this, that I know my sheep, and John, he says, and then he also says, my sheep know me. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And I think what we find a lot of times in our culture, Jesus knows everything, Jesus loves everybody, but the real question that we need to ask is, do we love Jesus? Are we getting to know Jesus? And if you're not getting to know Jesus, what Jesus is saying is that I'm not your shepherd. Because in this shepherd relationship, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. They know my voice. And later on it says that, that, that they will not follow another voice. That's just to me like, you know, just this realization that Jesus become my shepherd. Maybe that's the prayer for some of us here. Jesus, become my shepherd. In every sense of the word, become my shepherd. Now keep reading. Uh, later on it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When Jesus is your shepherd, he meets your needs. He becomes your provider. Philippians 4.19 says this, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And I think this is a little more familiar to us because when we, when we find ourselves in a place where no one else can meet, meet our needs, Jesus does show up as our provider. And I think a lot of our 
um, stories are about Jesus showing up and providing in a place or in a time in our lives that, that we needed um, Him. But to have that flushed out in our life that you are my provider, Jesus, you are my provider. So now mentally, you know, I'm going to lean in to His provision. Not be distracted by what I have, but really say whatever I have, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to lean into Jesus' provision. Well, says later on, give us our daily bread. Every single day, lean in to His provision. Like rely on God to supply. Number um, the, the, the verse two, we read, "He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters." And we read also in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives it, so do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Like, peace, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, but peace is not based on external circumstances. Internal peace actually plows through whatever the current circumstances you may have. The world around us may be chaotic, but whenever we, when Jesus becomes our peace, it means that we can maintain peace in situations where it's unbelievable that a person can still maintain peace. And so to actually lean in, to say, Jesus, I don't know what's going to happen today in my life, but you be my peace. Let me hold on to you because when I'm holding on to you, I'm holding on to peace. And so that peace is not taken away from me before lunch or in traffic or whenever I get the phone call or my employee does something. Let me just hold on to you because when I hold on to you, I'm holding on to peace. And it's easy to have peace when everything is good. But it is just as easy to lose your peace. You hear me? Does that... Jesus, remain our peace. Be our peace. We keep reading... Verse 3, he restores my soul. Who's ever need, needed restoration? Physical, mental, spiritual. And we, we, we go to so many different things seeking restoration. And Jesus is saying, I am your healer. I am your restorer. In First Peter chapter 2, a couple verses says this, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By the wounds, by his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. So if you have mental strife, anxiety, if you have physical need, your body's breaking down on some levels, or relational, the fact that Jesus is also your healer. He is the restorer of all things that have been broken down. Like, He's accessible to us in that way as well. He is my healer. And so, maybe some of you need healing today, so in Jesus' name, wherever you are, watching or here, God, I pray and I ask you that you heal our bodies this morning. Maybe it's a little thing, maybe it's just a headache, maybe it's something significant, maybe the doctor told you something 
But Jesus is telling you that he's a restorer. Jesus is telling you that he's your healer. So I just ask, Father, heal each and every person that's needing it. Those who are here, those who are watching, become our restorer. Verse 3 says, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He leads us for His name's sake. He wants us to follow Him for His name's sake. He is our righteousness. It basically means he's, we're in the right standing. We're in the right path moving along this road. There's purpose, there's destiny, there's alignment with the plan and the purposes of God in our life. So no wonder He will provide for you, He'll be your shepherd for you, He'll be your peace, He'll be your healer because you've aligned yourself with what He is already doing. I think it's an amazing, amazing truth that He is our righteousness. i got a couple more and then we can get uh, some of our stories to share. Is this blessing you? Is this making sense? Um, verse 4 says this and we know this yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me we read in Hebrews God has said never will I leave you never will I forsake you so we say with confidence the Lord is my helper I will not be afraid what can be immortals do to me there's this constant companion as Jesus is, Jesus is your real Facebook friend. Like he's for real. He will be your companion. When you reach for him, he, you know, and, and those of you who are walking with God, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes, uh, sometimes there's no one that you can reach out to. Sometimes you feel so alone or isolated, even lonely. And then, um, and then when you just say, Jesus, I feel so alone. Can you just come be with me? And if, and if you've ever had this, you know that when Jesus enters into your space, everything changes. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I feel like all the people in the world are my buddies. And they love me, and they care for me. They make me feel real good. I'm good. Jesus is our companion. And he's not just a companion whenever he has time. Oh, sorry, I'm too busy. I'm trying to make sure that the stars don't hit the earth. No, he's a constant companion. A couple more. Uh, verse 5 says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love this because the Bible does not allude to enemies. The Bible does not allude to trials and tribulations. But what he's saying here, and we read this in 2 Thessalonians, this is that but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. So when Satan comes against you, when Satan uses people to derail God's plan in your life, God steps in and defends you when you cannot defend yourself. God gives you the strength to stand and protects you in those moments whenever you need his protection. He's doing so many things on your behalf. So he's your defender or no one else is defending you and maybe anybody else is against you. It seems like no matter where you turn, you have enemies. People are saying this, they're doing that, they're undermining this. You have to just lean in and say, God, become my defender. I cannot defend myself, but you defend me because when you defend me, you defend your name that I represent. He loves you. This is not just about you, it's about him. So it is in his best interest to, to promise these things and to come through 
to the promises that he has made. One more. If we can get the first three people to come up, please. And then verse 5. But um, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. And God has no limit to supply. And I love how the Bible, when it talks about supply and demand, when it talks about need and God being the provider, that God does not dip into your resources. God does not dip into Bill Gates' resources. God doesn't dip into it. He dips into his own resources. And to his resources, there is no end. And if you and I allow, allow ourselves to submit under God and to submit under his reign and his rulership in our life, God's going to answer prayers not because of who you and I are, but because of who he is. He's not going to answer prayers and give you from your resources. He's going to dip into and pull from his resources to give what you need for life and godliness. And so what I want to do, um, we, have, we have one person I want to read this whole Psalm 23 in the message translation. Hopefully to just kind of solidify what we uh, talked about this morning. And, and the, the goal is not just to inform you or to give you some insight into scripture. The goal of this thing is just to say, God, make this real in my life. Reach for it. Invite Jesus to become what we read. Only you can do that for you. I cannot do that for you. You have to do it. And it's not a one-time thing. It's not like you come and get recharged on Sunday and then you try to live off of that charge for the whole week. That is baloney. That is nonsense. Church is not for you to be recharged. Jesus is your recharger, and as much as you plug into him, he will recharge you constantly. You, we have to get this. So this is not just, hey, this is nice for somebody. This is for you and for you and for you. And if you're watching, this is for you. He wants to become your shepherd. He knows you, but he wants you to also know him. And I love this message version. This is, and then just, just reread these six verses. God, my shepherd. I love it how, how in the other version it says, the Lord is my shepherd, but in the message it just says, God, my shepherd. It's like, it's a statement. It's a statement. I said, it's a statement. Not a question. Not on even an invite. This is a point where you've already invited God and God, my shepherd. And when you do that, look, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I am not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head my cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me 
every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. I'm going to pray and then we'll hear some stories. Father, people here, people who are watching, who don't even know what that relationship could look like. And I just pray, Father, and I just thank you for continuing to pursue us. And I just ask you, make what we've read today real in our lives. Have it go from just information to reality, because that is your reality, and we're asking that your reality becomes our reality that we don't live a life that compromises based on our experiences, but that we live a life of no compromise, that we receive all that you have for us, that we chase after all that you have for your children. Remind each and every person here, remind us that you love us, not just in word, but in deed. Remind us not that you only have a plan for us, but that you will also guide us, you will also lead us. Remind us, even though there's going to be troubles and situations and doubt and uncertainty and we're going to slip up and things are going to happen, you will never, ever, ever, ever leave us. Remind us, Father, that you want good for us because you're a good Father. Remind us that your love is everlasting, that you know everything about us and you continue to love your children. Remind us that you are a good shepherd, not just a shepherd, but you are a good shepherd, and not just a good shepherd, but the good shepherd. Remind us that this information has to become real in our lives for us to experience the truth of what we read this morning. Thank you for each every person. I thank you for showing up this morning. I thank you for reviving our spirits. I thank you, Father, for healing those who are seeking healing. I thank you for renewing those who need, who need renewal. I thank you for refreshing those who need to be refreshed. I thank you for speaking to those who are longing to hear your voice. I thank you for answering the prayers that have been prayed for so long. For your presence. I thank you for allowing us this privilege of being able to invite God into our human everyday lives.